Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Good day, good day. This is Deacon Tom Burke, and I'm here at St. Joe's Radio at noon with Allison Hoagland. We're going to talk today about hearing God's voice, and and that is kind of what we we all want to do is hear God's mo- voice more clearly, especially as we come up here on just the almost the eve of Advent, uh, and and it, it's a beautiful time to do that. Allison and I know each other. We've known each other for about about a year, and you're at, you're at what parish? I'm at St. Ignatius in Marthasville. Oh, okay. And uh, so, uh, Allison, uh, when when you think about hearing God's voice, uh, is that different for you now than it was uh, a while ago? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think, uh, when I was growing up, I don't think that I knew that um, God spoke to each one of us and wants to speak to us, and um, I'm more aware of that now. So, so uh, we talked right before we came on the air, and that, and and when you say you're more aware of it, one thing that we've we've heard in some recent studies that you and I have is, it, is you won't pursue what you don't expect. And so, in your life now, do you do you expect to hear God's voice? Oh yeah, definitely. I I expect it, and I am um, more intentional in listening for ways that He wants to speak to me in my life. And and when you say more intentional. How did that come about that, that, that you thought maybe God wanted to talk to you? Uh, some of it's just my own personal experience, and um, uh, it is as well uh, um, some studying I've been doing in the last year and a half. Well, the, the, uh, uh, it's, uh, we've talked before, but it sounds like you've got a little more confidence that, that God wants to speak with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, confidence and, um, as you said, expectancy. Do you think that you have to be a, a clergy or a, a nun or a priest to be able to do that? Absolutely not. So, so how did it come about that that you were able to hear his voice more in your life? I think it was just uh, an openness and expecting that um, the Lord wanted to speak to me just like he wants to speak to each of us and um, exploring the different ways that the Lord speaks to each of us. Oh, I really want to talk about that in a few minutes here, about the ways that the Lord speaks to us, especially how that, how that relates to Advent. You know, the scenes that we hear in the gospel are so rich uh, as we get closer to the birth of Christ uh, that, that they give us great opportunities for entering into a dialogue with our, with our Lord. Uh, but what I want to talk about for just a minute is, is some of the ways that people think that they can hear God's voice. Because, it, 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 like I said, if you don't expect it, you won't pursue it. And if you pursue it, apparently, from what you're saying, it really becomes a fruitful part of your life. 
So can you think of, and one of the things that I always think of is, is that, you know, God doesn't really want to talk. He's, 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 he's a quiet guy uh, uh, or he's not in a, in a good mood. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Um, I think there are times that I just haven't listened well. And just like any relationship, um, uh, you want to spend time in relationship with people, and part of that relationship is is talking, and listening, and um, um, that's grown in my life in the last year, couple of years. We've talked a, a little bit already today about the fact that that we're kind of made to hear his voice. Uh, and and the things I like to talk about sometimes before a prelude into that is that the evil one does talk to us. <laughs> I'm being tempted all the time, either not to pray when I should or or maybe to think of myself more than someone else or to, or to grasp a little bit more of leisure time when I should be doing something else uh, uh, around the house. I'm, I guess I'm confessing with my wife here. But having said that, having said that, do, do, do you... Uh, uh, since you feel you can hear his voice, uh, do you think that's unique? No, definitely not. I think I think everybody can hear the Lord's voice, and I think He wants everyone to be have their ear tuned into Him. And 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 um, uh, one of the things that that people get kind of hung up on sometimes, and I, and I know it, 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 I could fall into this too, is that, you know, Moses and God were talking a lot. <laughs> and, and God gave Moses the commandments and talked to him on a frequent basis. David was, was God's friend. And in the Old Testament, it seems like there was just a lot of people who didn't immediately interact with God, but they had somebody to tell them what God was saying a prophet or Moses or somebody like that. But it's it's different now, don't you think, with Jesus? I'm not sure exactly where you're going with that. Well, I, where, where I'm going with that is this, is that, you know, Christ came, God and Word incarnate, died yes. on the cross for us, opened up heaven for us so that there's a, we have unfettered access to God, that we can hear his voice, and heaven still open up. So it's kind of like we're made to hear his voice. And even though the, the evil one talks to us all the time, and he hates us, you know, he hates us pretty much, you know, uh, God loves us. So uh, just like people in your family and in your life, are you more readily willing to talk to people who like you or people who don't like you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The people that people that like you, yeah. right? Yeah, and and people that are responding in a uh, positive way. And that and that's the same with friendships too, right? We can have acquaintances, and then as we get in deeper friendship, we share deeper things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So so uh, it's not unusual that we've talked about that. God does speak to us in in, in different ways, and. Uh, so, so let's talk about that for a minute, and certainly in light of, and certainly in light of how the 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 uh, God tried to reveal Himself, tried to reveal even the coming of Jesus to us. Um, can you tell me how how you often hear God speak with you? Um, usually, for me, um, when I'm praying about a specific situation or praying with somebody. Um, I, I feel like I hear him in a knowing that's just, uh, an understanding. Um, it's not an audible voice, um, but just, uh, an understanding. So, so something that's not related to the facts and circumstances that surround you in that 
moment, but you just know. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Ah, okay, cool. Yep. Well, I was. I, we talked a little bit before we came on air, and it seems like a lot of the ways we're going to talk about hearing God's voice and that knowing. And I and I love that what you're saying about a knowing. I rarely have received that knowing myself, but since God has many frequencies and many different ways of talking to us, uh, we may talk about some of what He talks to me in a few minutes. But that knowing is need. Can you think about? Um, I'm trying to think about uh, maybe when Mary uh, had already found out, Gabriel had talked to her, and she's going to visit Elizabeth. And, and maybe Elizabeth, you remember Mary went to the hill country mm-hmm. to go visit Elizabeth, who was with child with John. That brings everybody in, in our audience up to where we're at. Uh, went to go. And, and what did, do you recall, and not, not in, a, in a specific way or a quote, but do you remember what Elizabeth said when she saw Mary? Well, she she knew that Mary was carrying our Lord. Yeah. And it was a knowing that she had. Just when she walked into the room, Elizabeth knew that. Yeah, and she said, how is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Isn't it? Because she was, she was amazed by it. Yeah. And I think she was amazed by what she said. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, that's kind of like Holy Spirit Tourette's. I don't want to get into Tourette's. But, you know, it's like it just leapt from her, you yes. know, where she, she – and she said the, the mother of my Lord. So she had a knowing about Jesus and about Mary without Mary saying anything about her story. Right. So is that kind of what you're talking about when you say a knowing? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I had an experience not too long ago when um, I was praying with somebody, and I felt like there was some issues, some nodding in. Um, when you say nodding, like nodding up a, a rope or something? or, or uh, an... Internally. Oh. Physically. Okay. Oh. Like knots. Oh, okay. It was a, we were praying for some physical healing, and um, I just had a knowing, and, and I asked this person, you know, do you feel like you have knots? And she confirmed that, that that is a, a feeling that when she's having issues, um, that that's something that... Uh, and that was just a knowing. A knowing. And then, and then with that knowing, because the Lord wanted you to have that knowing, he wasn't trying to be circumspect. He wasn't trying right. to hold back. So with that knowing, what, what, did you, what did you do that next? Well, I was with a team praying for healing, and uh, we prayed specifically into that, that the, the knots would be unknotted and that the Lord would flow through that the part of her body that had been knotted up and um and she found healing as as a result of that. Well, I think that's wonderful that you re- that you received the knowing. Did that did that help you in your prayer? Oh well, yeah, every time you get a knowing or you feel like the Lord is speaking to you and then if you speak it out and it's confirmed, then sure. It 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 makes you more confident in hearing the Lord that what you're hearing is true. Yeah. And, and partnering with Christ. Uh, sure. You know, we are his, you know, you, we hear it all the time from priests, and maybe we don't actualize it in our lives, but we are the, the feet, hands, mouth, and, and, and ears. Oftentimes we need to hear too. And mm-hmm. you, you heard the Lord, but you also felt that knowing of what should be done. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful stuff. And I, and I praise God for what he's doing in you. And I, and I know you well enough that you're not, you're not uh, we haven't made you St. Mother Teresa yet. So, so but, but, but you are. Are trying to listen to his voice more and more, 
And yet, if we're in that same scene, it's kind of interesting where St. Elizabeth talks about, you know, how is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? In the same scene, we hear that John leapt in her room, you know. Well, I'm not suggesting that John understood English or whatever they were, Aramaic at the time, uh, right. or, or would do that. But it seems like John must have had a feeling at the same time. Is that's a way that God likes to talk to us too? Sure, absolutely. Have absolutely. you ever experienced anything where you just had a had a had a feeling? Now we're not talking about a hunch, but just had had a feeling of what was going on. Um, yeah, I'm sure I have. Um, Let me tell you what happens to me sometimes. Sometimes I'll I'll get a feeling of peace, which is which is totally unrelated to what's going around me. And I think many people might also think that too. You know, Jesus said, uh, my, "My peace I give you, my peace be with you." Not as the world gives peace, as I give peace. And so, so that peace that's beyond all this understanding that we see in Philippians talked about, that peace can also be a, a type of feeling that we have. Uh, uh, I will tell you that I've had that even sometimes when I when I pray with the scriptures that I, that I that I have a, a deeper peace than when I started. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced anything like that feeling? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's for me. That's a, a confirmation when I'm praying and I feel like the Lord is leading me in a in a direction. Is I feel peace and I'll continue to move in that direction and then either the doors continue to open. And I, I continue to feel peace, or the door closes, or I, I lose that peace, and I realize that that's not where the Lord is leading me in that moment. Oh, okay. So, so it, it does take a, a, a bit of active listening, doesn't sure. it? You know, we have to. We, we, we. It's, it's very good to get silent and get, get totally try to do our best to, to get rid of the outside things mm-hmm. that may affect us. But sometimes they just they just invade, you know. When I'm when I'm upset about something and I and I I take it to prayer with our Lord, it's not always that easy for me just to let go of it, is it? Yeah. But uh, but that peace can that peace can be an affirmation of where we need to put it, where we need to place it at the foot of the cross, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. So we've we've talked about a we talked about a knowing which is extraordinary. I love that. I've only had a couple times in my prayer life where I just had that sense of a knowing. I'm sure there was many times where I where I didn't quite understand it. We've talked about a feeling, and this all happened uh, to Elizabeth, right? We, right? we 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 don't know a lot about her and her life. We call her Saint Elizabeth because she's the mother of John the Baptist, but. But we don't know of any. I personally don't know in Scripture where they talk about any any her very much more than just that. Uh, but she also had that connection to God through someone else, through John, through Mary. So 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 it wasn't just kind of isolated, going off by herself and and meditating all the time. So so that's we have a knowing, we have a feeling. Uh, but then we also can have uh, more than that, right? We can get a, we can get, uh, we actually can see something in the world that brings us closer to God and lets us know that God's present. Can you think of anything, even uh, uh, even at the birth of Jesus, where we see someone reacting to something that is seeing and that that we have in our scripture in Advent? Well, obviously, uh, when the Blessed Mother saw Gabriel. And she responded to Gabriel, and she responded to the Lord in, in her heart, in, uh, in that conversation that she had with, with Gabriel. 
So, so uh, uh, even though it, the angel is not a person, it's an entity, but mm-hmm. other entities can show us, people can show us ways to get closer to the Lord too, sure, right? Sure. That could be a priest preaching or whatever, but it also could be uh, could be seeing something. I'm thinking of uh, something you brought to my attention before we came on air, and that was the... Uh, the uh, uh, that was the uh, uh, the magi, right? right? The, the wise man who, who saw this star, and then all of a sudden they uh, decided to uh, to follow a star. They studied it from great time, and they saw it, Not, and they kind of had a knowing or a hunch that came out of that. Uh, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't remind everybody that we're here at St. Joseph's Radio here. Uh, uh, in, in St. Charles, Missouri, the Rome of the West, and the Archdiocese of St. Louis, and remind people that, that it's, it's wonderful to hear us, too, and to see what, what is the Lord trying to tell us about how we, uh, how we can hear the voice. But the Magi saw this star. Have you ever had anything, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to quiz you because uh, we didn't talk about this before, and, and, uh, but have you ever seen anything in nature, either at the farm where you work or whatever, that makes you think, ah, God's here? Oh, I mean, anytime I'm in nature at home or uh, out and about, sure, of course, you know. Well, you, how, I, how do you not know that there's a God when you look around at the, the beauty that he's created? And, and that's, of course, we just finished fall. The colors are all gone, and we're getting, we got a little snow this last week, so that's really cool, too. You know, and we see the wonder, the wonder of God in nature. And, and, and I would invite the people that are listening to us today to, 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 to open our eyes just a little more, you know. Uh, to, to, we're talking about hearing God's voice, but that one way we can do that is to look around at, look around at nature and, and, and to see what was going on. And, and once you see something like that, you see something something that, that, that breaks into your normal life uh, to show you that God is there. I would invite people to go one step for, farther and to ask the Holy Spirit for some type of gift that goes along with that. Because a lot of times in, uh, when we see things in images and stuff like that, I'll, I'll share with you that, that it's very common when I do spiritual direction for people that I'll ask the Lord, what is on your heart for somebody? And I, I want to hear what's what the Lord wants them to tell, and I'm happy to be a, a conduit for that, and not to not to filter it or anything, and and say, you know, what do you have on your heart for them, uh, and then and then I'll, I might get an image, and and sometimes, in all honesty, they are fairly innocuous, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of a retired lawyer now, so I'm I quizzing Jesus. I'm saying, Jesus, what is this all about? You have to tell me. How am I supposed to relay this to the person? It's so innocuous, but invariably, it's something that touches their heart. And maybe not that day, maybe another day. So, so it's 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 nice to be able to get an image and and, and do something like that for someone, and then step into it. Do you have anything that you can relate to me where you where you received a an image or something from the Lord that you were able to step in and help somebody with? Um, yes. I'm, I'm not thinking of a specific example right now, but uh, in my in my work in counseling, I I will invariably I'll, I'll listen to a client with, with one ear and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me in the other ear. And sometimes it's words. Sometimes there's an image and as you said, you know, the image can be innocuous, but if you just put it out there, 
generally um, uh, the mark, and it leads to some more conversation that I feel like the Lord is guiding that conversation where he wants it to, to go. Well, see, that's great. And, and, of course, we talked about that. You, you won't receive what you don't expect if you don't pursue it. And um, has that been something you've always kind of done, Allison? Have you always kind of pursued that? Or is that something that's been more active in your life in the recent past? Um, I'd say in, in my professional work, I've done that for quite a few years. Uh, refresh my memory. What do you do? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a counselor, oh, uh, okay. a therapist. Okay. So, so you've always kind of pursued hearing something from the Lord. Yes, people. absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and do, have you seen breakthrough for people as a result? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, there will be times that a question will come to my mind that I've never asked somebody before, and, and it's, it's in prayer that it comes to me, and so I'll ask the person, and that will lead the conversation, just open up a whole avenue of, uh, of um, healing for them. See, that's great. And, and the Lord wants that. We have to anticipate the Lord wants that, that we're not alone, that we're not, we're not separated from him. Uh, and, and speaking of that separation, uh, you know, I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the, you know, the gorilla in the corner, so to speak, the evil one. You know, when, when, we're, when we're, we're in prayer and we're, and we're uh, talking to the Lord and we're receiving something like we're talking about, this knowing or this image or, or, or something that we see, uh, uh, and, and maybe we've got, we'll get to this in a minute about something we hear. Uh, if that's from God, there are certain things we know it won't be. Okay, uh, it won't be it won't be uh, a feeling of incompleteness or a lack of wholeness. You know, we've talked about that peace that mm-hmm. comes when God's talking. The evil one doesn't bring peace. Right. The evil one brings discord and distraction and distress. And and uh, we we don't. Uh, when, when I prayed and felt the distinct absence of God, uh, which is usually a prelude for the distinct presence of God, because that causes me to ask for God more in my life, then I felt, uh, I felt some of these things, unworthiness and ashamed and distracted. I've, I've personally felt devalued and, and disturbed and, and out of sorts and frustrated and angry and dirty. And, and I'm not saying that to convict anybody out there. I'm just saying we all feel that from one time or another. We all feel like we're we're disconnected from God, but but He is so patient and so willing to come to us, and uh, and and it's in it's not in our goodness that He always comes. It's in our shame. It's in our regret. It's, sure. It's, it's in that in that area. Yeah, and He He doesn't want us to to feel shame. And regret, and when we feel those things, it's a reminder to me that those aren't from God, and uh, to turn towards Him because that's not what He wants. When you say turn towards Him, can you give me an idea of what I could do? You know, if I was, I'm not trying to pay you for a counseling session, (laughs) but it's something that I could do if I if I felt this. You know, if I felt this overwhelming feeling of, of. of, a sh- of shame or unworthiness or out of sorts, what would you recommend I do to turn myself back to the Lord? Oh, the first thing would be just to renounce that spirit of shame in the name of Jesus and just ask the Lord to 
to fill you with that peace and the Holy Spirit to come be with you. Um, and uh, just to be open to the Holy Spirit um, and the Lord. So can, I, I'm, I'm putting a little bit on the spot, and, I, and I'm going to tell you what happened to me not long ago. Um, uh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and it wasn't because I was old and had to get up. It was just because, for some reason, the evil one had placed this angst on me. And, and I woke up, it was almost like a blanket on me of distress. And, and I knew it wasn't of God. And I'd, I'd like to tell our listeners out there that the more we seek to hear God's voice in, in images and feelings and knowings and, 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 uh, and even in sounds, uh, the more we do that, the more we see, see things in the world that aren't coincidences but God working in them, the more we're able to discern whether this is maybe something that's going on with us and our feeling of, of, of uh, distress is from God or not. You know, it could be from God, it could be from us, you know, it could be from the evil one, but rarely is it ever going to be from God. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit will make us out of sorts sometimes so that we, that we take a different path. Um, I'm thinking about Emmaus when they were the road to Emmaus was not the road to Jesus. It was a road, it was a road away from Jerusalem. It was a right. road that the disciples were walking away from Jerusalem, and Jesus came up alongside them and said and, and said, "What's this all about?" He could have come up and said, "You silly goofballs, turn around and go back the other way. I'm the, I'm the, the son of the living God. You know, I just rose from the dead." But he didn't. He, he actually walked with them for quite a little ways, sure. where they were not even going in the right direction. But he wanted to walk with them, so they recognize his voice. And of course, as you know, uh, heard scripture while well, he unpacked that for them. And of course, he recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. So, so we can't always think that if we're on a path that's not, uh, that's not all joy and happiness and, you know, kumbaya good stuff, that, that, we're, that we're necessarily going the wrong direction. The question would be, who's with us on that path? Is Christ with us on that path of suffering? Is Christ with us on that path of distress? The evil one will turn to us and say, you're not worthy of listening to God's voice. You're not good enough to be in his presence. He's not anywhere around you. Of course, that's the, that's the evil one lying to us and isolating from us. So I, I kind of want to use that as, as, as a little bit of a, a thing for people out there who might be saying, well, that's great. You know, this Allison Hoagland, she sounds like she's a, she's a saint in the making, and she, she must be talking to Jesus all the time, and she's a counselor, and she helps people. Well, what about me? And I think that what about me that we're talking about today is that God talks to us in all these, um, all these ways that, that are normal. So we're going to take a little break here for a minute. Uh, I hear that music coming up, and that's my cue. As, uh, and then we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about more ways that we can listen for God's voice and hear him in our lives. This is St. Joe's Evangelization Network.
Hi, this is Matt Logaman with St. Joseph Radio with a great gift idea, a St. Benedict bracelet, a trendy accessory for men, women, and children that not only looks good on everyone's wrist, but is actually armor for the spiritual battlefield. This unique bracelet is handmade in Europe and contains 10 medals within the braided cord in the adult size and seven medals in the children's size. On the front of each beautiful medal is St. Benedict holding a cross in his right hand, the object of his devotion. On the back of each medal is a cross. Surrounding the back of the medal and cross are the letters V. E-R-S-N-M-V-S-M-Q-L-I-V-B. In Latin reference, which translates, Be gone, Satan. Never tempt me with your vanities. What you offer me is evil. Drink the poison yourself. And finally, located at the top is the word Pax, which means peace. All bracelets come packaged with an informational card and the St. Benedict blessing, which your local priest can administer. This gift is for everyone you love and care about, including yourself. Available from St. Joseph Radio, check the website at www.saintjosephradio.net. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, and I'm so glad you're back here with us. I'm here, here with Allison Hoagland at the St. Joe's Radio Network, Evangelization Network, and I think I'd be really remiss if I didn't open up an avenue for the people out there, particularly in the St. Louis metropolitan area, to be able to experience Christ in a, yet another way. We've been talking about hearing his voice in different ways, and one is when, when teachers come in and people come in and they talk about how to experience Christ in the most intimate way, and I'm talking about at St. Norbert's Catholic Church on December the 10th, there's a Eucharistic event. It's called Do This in Remembrance of Me. And of course, as, as many of you know out there, that's a, that's a good translation, but it also translates make it happen again. So that's, that's what Jesus wants to do is to make that intimacy with us happen again. And I'd like to invite all of us here to, uh, to go to uh, St. Norbert's Church on December the 10th of this year. That's, at, that's up on New Halls Ferry in Florissant, Missouri. And we have talk about a, talk about a great... Uh, a great cadre of, of wonderful people coming in and talking. Archbishop uh, uh, Robert Carlson will be there. So will Monsignor Matthew Matthias and uh, James Matolsky, Father James Matolsky and uh, Father Anthony Week. Uh, and the different topics will be Our, Our Lady of Lorento, the Eucharistic Miracles, through him, with him, and in him, which we are we are very understanding about. That's how the Holy Spirit brings the Eucharist to us in the consecration of the host and drawing into the Eucharist, recreated in Christ. That's uh, all will be um, that all will be at on December the tenth, two thousand and twenty-two. There's a cost for this, but it also includes a continental breakfast and lunch, so it's twenty-five dollars. And please, uh, registrations uh, because uh, the space may be limited based on this great. 
uh, list of people talking and the wonderful topic. So please get those uh, get those in by uh, December the fifth of this year, and that can be sent here to us at St. Joseph Network Radio, 1985 Bluestone Drive, St. Charles, Missouri, six three three. So thank you for thinking of that, and I think that would be a great Christmas gift for the family uh, to, st- to be in the Advent season uh, just as that starts and in a great anticipation of Jesus coming in their lives. Well, we, we've, we've talked about knowing, uh, knowing his voice. We talked about feeling his voice. We talked about seeing his voice. And now we're going to talk about what you might have thought when we first said hearing God's voice, and that's actually hearing God's voice. And, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, 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 as we're walking through the Advent season, hearing how the, mag- uh, how, how the, uh, uh, how the, the uh, angels were talking to the shepherds, hearing how Gabriel uh, came to see Mary and, and actually talking to them, actually speaking God's words into them, uh, which, is, which is wonderful. Uh, and so many people do not feel like they can hear God's voice because they're unworthy, they have to perform to be a beloved son or daughter of God. And I'd like to remind everybody of, of when we know Jesus heard God's voice. And we know he went off to pray all the time. But remember what happened at his baptism? Uh, um, Allison, you weren't there, nor was I. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, do, do, can you, do, do you recall it enough in, in Scripture to kind of paint the scene for us? Well, the, the skies opened up and the Holy Spirit descended down upon Jesus at the baptism in the Jordan. And uh, the, the words came you know, this is my well beloved, my my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Oh wow, you you do remember quite well, based on what I remember. That's great, and and so it was public, wasn't it? It was right there at the Jordan River. John the Baptist did it. The Lord wanted everyone to hear what that meant when they were baptized, he to hear His voice into the world. You know, and we, so moving uh, a little bit backwards in time to when Jesus was. Uh, when uh, Jesus was proclaimed that he was being born, we have the angels talking to lowly shepherds. And I think that's very significant. You know, there, if you think that, if anyone out there thinks that they're not good enough to hear God's voice or that they haven't prayed enough or they've missed going to church and they haven't been to the sacraments enough, especially the sacrament of reconciliation, which, which you know, unforgiveness and unrepentance can be a big block, you know, cotton in our ears to hearing God's voice. But having said that, if you think you you, you, you're just too far away. Then we see what happened with these uh, with these shepherds. You know, the shepherds didn't go to didn't go to synagogue. They they were out with the sheep, so they were considered as about the lowest person on the total pole in that in that society. But the but they were so important to God that some of the first people who knew about the birth of Christ were these lowly shepherds out at night tending their sheep and protecting their sheep. Isn't that great? Oh yeah. It's it, it's it's amazing and that that they uh they saw the angels, they heard the angels and they responded to the angels. Ah, cool. I'm so glad you said that. Responded to the angels. You know, it's 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 one thing to uh to open our hearts up to what the Lord wants to, to us to hear or to hear for someone else. It's another thing to respond to that, too. It takes a little something else, right? It takes a little something, the, the Holy Spirit stepping, stepping out. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's, it's a, a, we, I think, as uh, 
we move forward is we are trying to respond to the Lord and to invite others to respond to him. You know, we were talking about angels here, too, and, and uh, I'm trying to think of, a, of another situation where an angel really came and played an important part. Remember when Joseph uh, uh, heard that angel in a dream? Do you, I'm really giving you a Bible quiz here today. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think you know it. What, what, what was going on there? Well, I, I, I really put you on the spot. I apologize. But, you know, the angel came to Joseph and said, do not be afraid to take Mary into your, into your house. It uh, came to him in a dream. Sure. Okay, so, so, that's, so, so God can use whatever vehicle he wants, right? He, he uses scripture. He uses dreams. He uses angels. You know, and it's very common for angels all along the way to, 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 to lead us and to guide us and to allow us to hear voice, uh, God's voice. You know, even Jesus, after he was baptized, it says he was led into the, the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. So he was always looking to what the Holy Spirit had to say for him. And there was a, it was a great uh, promise that he made uh, right before his uh, passion, sure. as he said, I, I'm going, so I'll send the advocate for you, and I, he will convict you of all truth. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, you know, if we're not listening, we, you know, he, those who have ears ought to hear. That was what we kind of said as a prelude even for this show today. You know, we have ears and we ought to hear. Uh, uh, I'm thinking of the ways where I, I'm constantly uh, uh, pulled away from listening to God's voice, and that's because of all the noise, all the noise that we have in our life. Um, uh, maybe you and I could talk about that a little bit. What, what are the things do you see even as a counselor that people have that's noise going on in their life that makes it difficult then for, to hear God's voice? Um, it's just the world, right? The, everything from social media to what's happening locally to what's happening in the world and um and then personally as well you know what's happening in in people's lives and and um just the need to step back and uh just to spend some time with the lord and to try to be quiet and listen and not just get caught up in the wave of what's going on in the world. Well, I think it's a very good point, especially, gee, we're getting into the holiday season and we're trying to think about everybody else all the time and make sure things are good for our families and worried about whether we're going to get that Christmas bonus or not uh, or, or whatever else is going on. And yet the, the church gives us such rich scripture during this time to kind of draw us back into uh, the scripture even uh, at, this, at the uh, Christmas season has Simeon and Anna in the temple, you know, you were talking about being, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention, you were talking about being silent, being quiet with the Lord, you know. I think about, uh, uh, you know, Anna, who was in the temple for all those years after, after her husband died, and Simeon, who play, prayed to God, please, I'm an old, old man, I, I've been here, just show me the face of the Messiah. And, and God came through for him because he was willing to be silent. And, and do that. What a great example, huh? And, and he had uh, persistent expectancy. 
Oh, yeah, he did. And even when there must have been a lot of stuff around him that kind of showed the Romans invaded mm-hmm. and, and took over the whole nation, and a lot of things that he might have seen that made him think, well, that's, that's not true. That, God doesn't really care, but he knew God cared, right? There was a kind of a knowing going on there, similar to what you've already talked about. And, and we, could, we can have that knowing, but it also has helped to step out. You know, Simeon got that knowing from God, but he also proclaimed it. Sure. He also he also went ahead and proclaimed it. And I think I think you really hit on something wonderful here. The idea of of spending some time um, in in the Adoration Chapel and the Eucharistic Adoration, where we're in front of the monstance, where Jesus is actually there, uh, just in silence and being able to ask him questions. You know, ask him uh, ask him questions. I'd give some people some suggestions. You know. Uh, if, if you come to the Adoration Chapel and there's something really bothering you and there's something going on in your life, uh, discord between family members is what, what can even happen at this time of year or things going on in business or even in health, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with saying, where are you at in this Jesus? You know, uh, what, what should I know? I, I think the times when, when even when we see in the Bible where, where, uh, where people got exasperated, uh, and got desperate, uh, their their prayers became very simple, didn't they? You know, Lord help me. That's David. You know, uh, what, uh, what what's uh, we could say? What's on your heart for me? What's on your heart for for a a, a, a sibling or a child? Uh, what what can I tell them that lets you know that you're that lets them know that you're real in the world, Jesus? You know, just very simple prayers, prayers that we can bring us. Uh, in silence before the Lord. I think that's a wonderful thing. Something that, that is very difficult during Advent, huh? We, we, we take on all these different things, but I think it takes on a characteristic of gift then. Have you ever thought about that? Think about this. My silence with the Lord is my gift. I have only so much time in this world, actually speaking. I probably have less than you do, but speaking, but still, that's my gift. I get to get, Lord, I'm, I'm only going to spend five minutes as I drove past this church mm-hmm. to step into the Adoration Chapel. I only have five minutes. That's my gift. So let's say you're geographically away from a church or whatever, and you just say, Lord, I've, I've got five minutes of gift here. Uh, would, would you accept this little gift from me? Because it's all I have to offer you today. You know, it's in that, it's in that, expectancy that you talked about. I love that, you know, uh, not just being a, uh, not just being available, uh, but, uh, or accessible even, but expecting him there. How many of us, I wonder if our life, our, our prayer life would be different if we, if we entered into that moment with the Lord, with that type of expectancy. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, uh, when, when, uh, uh, when, I'm trying to think of, of, of another gospel passage where somebody had that, that great expectancy. And there was all that in the, in, the, in the Old Testament. When they came up to the Red Sea, right. you know, they had that desperation. I, and, and there's nothing wrong with bringing that desperation before the Lord. You know, and in between our desperation, you may have heard this before, in between our desperation and our expectation is where the Lord works. Isn't that great? Beautiful. Uh, so uh, we've we've talked about uh, about the things that distract us during the season and stuff like that. We've talked a little bit about unforgiveness and the need to repent of our sins. So if during this Advent season, uh, 
uh, anyone out there has an opportunity to seek the Lord in, in, that, in that special way in the sacrament of reconciliation, I would wholeheartedly encourage them. It's not a fact that we're unholy and then he won't talk to us. It's putting ourselves like cotton in our ears uh, in the way in between, in between us. Uh, so can you think of some other things that we could do during, uh, during the Advent season or the church makes available to us? during this Advent season that will help us kind of get closer to him? Uh, there's uh, certainly um, little devotionals um, that seems like many of the churches put out, you know, to do a, a special meditation a day. Um, as you mentioned earlier, um, spending some time in adoration, uh, in silent adoration, you know, with Jesus. Um, I know our parish is having uh, a mission this, uh, this Advent, and other parishes are as well. And just being available and um, coming with an expectancy that the Lord does want to speak to you and uh, wants to give you gifts, as you mentioned, and, um, and just to, to come. Uh, I think the, the bottom line is... Uh, to come away with a, a greater sense of hope um, in your life and in the future and in the, the future of the church and especially um, right now the future of the church in St. Louis as we all are a little unsettled with things that are happening, the changes um, that uh, just spend some quiet time with the Lord and um, be open to the areas where he wants to pour a spirit of hope into your heart um, for you personally, for your parish, and for this archdiocese. And um, to me, that's what Advent is all about, is, is hope. Well, I, I love what you're talking about. You're, you're talking about getting closer to Christ in order also to share that hope with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that that's kind of what we, we're doing in Advent. We're, we're trying to maybe maybe renounce some of our appetites, yeah. uh, look for doing a little little penance. And that's not that's not because God is owed that. It's because there's, there's a great benefit in, in trying to filter away, especially when so many things are being bombarded at this time of the year for us to do, that being filtered away some of those things that get in our way. Uh, so so I, I, I think that's a good one. I, I've got a couple other ones that I'd like to bring up, but I be remiss if I didn't let our viewers, or excuse me, our listeners know that we are here at the St. Joe's Evangelization Network, and that, and that just as a prelude that we came on here, those who have ears ought to hear, that's not something that the radio station came up, that's in our Gospels, right? Jesus says it more than once, those who have ears ought to hear, and, and we've discovered that there's different ways to hear, and hearing with our heart is one of them. I would also invite people to, uh, to, to spend a little more time in Scripture. Um, not necessarily Bible roulette, just to open up to whatever comes, and nor, nor if they want to, to join a Bible study, it'd be great this time of year. But I'm just talking about sitting down, opening up maybe that part of Luke's gospel that talks about the, the, the Magi, that talks about Gabriel coming to Mary, that talks about those things that she held in her heart, that she went to visit Elizabeth, and maybe stepping into that scene. You know, wouldn't that be neat? Think about it. Wouldn't it be neat to step into the stable? 
to, to, to be there with Mary, you know, maybe, maybe to take a little blanket from the corner and walk over and place that around her in the cold night and, and while she gazed on, on Jesus, you know, because you imagine if you're looking at the Jesus, you're not thinking about whether you're getting cold or not, you know. Uh, so so wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great? Maybe look over her shoulder. Are those mothers out there that are, that are listening today, what would that be like if you were there with Mary? What would it be like if you were able to look over her shoulder to the face of Jesus? You know, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of, of symbols that help with this. You know, we have the we have the manger scene of crash in our church. A lot of churches have those, and you know, Jesus isn't there until Christmas morning, which is or, or maybe the night before when they have Christmas masses. But isn't that isn't it great that those that symbolism is there for us too? And it's not there for us necessarily to be. Uh, spectators, but participants like you're talking about. I love it that you talk about that. I love that we talk, have other things. Now, what other things do we have? Well, we have an Advent wreath, right? And that's so participatory, you know? Uh, you'd think we could have made up all kinds of things that were participatory, but they have us do it with uh, different colored candles. Sure. And they have us do it with light, right? Um, you know, Jesus said, uh, uh, I am the light of the world. But he wasn't lying to us when he said we are too. So isn't that neat that the light is such an important thing? And that well, we have these long, dark, dark nights and these short days. We also have uh, an Advent calendar, and I, I, I get a kick out of it. Uh, you know, even when even when we have one around the house and there's a piece of candy behind a, a, a date, I'm just a, I'm just a big kid. You know, I can't help myself. But 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 to share that with with a, with a young child and to see their excitement about it, you know, how would you what would you suggest if I was if I was out there and I had um, young children in the house or grandchildren? How, what would you suggest? Just I'm putting you on the spot a little bit as a counselor. Uh, of how to bring that home to those kids. You know, there's so much excitement about Santa Claus coming, you know, and, I, and we have St. Nick's Day, I think it's like on the 6th of December. Sure. But the, uh, how, how would you, what would you suggest uh, or what have you done in your family to kind of bring Jesus into that, not, not discarding Santa Claus? I don't want to, don't get me wrong. I yeah. don't want to discard Santa. Well, but. something that's a little bit newer that I didn't do, but my... Um, kids have done with my grandchildren um, the last couple years is they uh, have a little um, manger with straw and they for each time their kids do uh, an act of kindness or do something good they get to put a a piece of straw into the um, manger to prepare it for Jesus and so that helps them to um, focus on acts of kindness and um, keeps them focused on the anticipation of, of Jesus coming at, at Christmas. I think that's that puts them in the scene, too. Yes. And they're, they're putting their straw where they really want to put their yes. straw. Right, right. Well, you bring up a very good point. I'm so glad you said that. It's got to be a Holy Spirit moment because part of this season is gift, Right. Part of the season is, is, is gift, and I, I know every family has their own traditions with regards to gift, uh, you know, a secret Santa or, or a mean secret Santa. I'm not going to go there. Uh, but but uh, uh, that's a great tradition of, of gift, just giving a piece of straw 
but but that's an invitation for Jesus, right? That's right. an invitation. I love that. Also, uh, I, I, one of the things that the church talks about this time of year is is giving of alms. You know, that, that's more than just our our tithing, which is ten percent. That's actually giving alms to the poor. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. We didn't talk before we came on air whether you, whether you've done anything like that. I'm confident you have, but I just like to share that uh, it's that unexpected gift that actually can open up our hearts to Jesus coming in and speaking to us and feeling that cooperation. That's a whole thing that we haven't talked too much about. We could have a whole program about that, about what it's like to cooperate with the Lord. You know, do 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 you feel, uh, Allison, that you could cooperate with Jesus? Well, sure. I mean, anytime you respond to Him, you're cooperating with Him. Hopefully, um, yeah. What ways would what 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 does it meant to you? You know, even in your counseling sessions, you know, we've already talked about praying for people and to come in. And what has it meant for you to, to, in your spiritual life, to cooperate with Jesus, either in giving or, or helping someone? Uh, mostly, it's just being open to um, being a conduit um, for the Lord to work through me, um, which He does for all of us if we're open. And um, just working to lead people to um, more healing. So when you when you're talking about healing, I I, I want to talk about something just in the last few minutes that we have here. You know, everything that we've talked about has has talked about hearing God's voice, hearing His voice and feelings and knowings and seeing and uh, and, and and actual words and stuff and. That includes angels, and we didn't just talk about angels much, but we know how angels is definitely a part of our, part of our, uh, our, our lives, and a part about hearing God's voice. Well, thank you, Allison. It's great to have you here with me. It's great to explore the ways that we we've, we've unwrapped a little bit of what we can do in Advent to prepare for Christ coming into our lives. God bless you, and thank you very much for being Thanks here. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Listening to St. Joseph Radio presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S A I N T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636 447 6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents.